Hey everyone, welcome to Not Another Wellness Podcast. Whew. Oh boy. I wanted to record this yesterday, but I needed to take some more time to frankly calm down from what happened last week, last Friday. If you've been living under a rock, no worries. I pretty much live under a rock when it comes to the news, but this one was incredibly hard to ignore. So what happened on Friday last week, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which was a law that went into place in 1973 that allowed women the constitutional right to an abortion. And this has frankly saved a lot of lives. If you talk to people who represent the pro-choice side, it saved a lot of lives, a lot of mothers, and been super foundational to the rights of women when it comes to control over their own body. And last week, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which is a reversal of the in magnitude, according to like articles I've been reading, unprecedented because it's over 50 years old. And this will allow states to ban abortion. And it's already happening with more than half of the 50 United States. And some of them are taking a really extreme stance in the sense that every type of abortion as early as conception is illegal. And the doctors and medical providers who assist women with abortions can face like something like five to 10 years in prison for assisting. I, the reason I said earlier that I needed some time to process this, this issue, women's bodies being governed by law is incredibly problematic to me as someone who really feels strongly for the rights of women. The choice to bring a child into the world is human rights for that mother. And I know that the counter arguments for that are along the lines of like, well, doesn't that baby have any rights? And where is the ethical line drawn? And while I understand that it's a very complicated topic, And when you bring ethics into it, people become really opinionated on whether or not that baby, um, that ball of cells, depending on what time um, in gestation we're talking about, uh, what kind of rights that, that unborn baby has. I strongly believe that the circumstances surrounding something like abortion are so deeply personal to the mother and her family or lack thereof, her doctors, her friends and family who will be the one supporting her should she decide to become a mother. And what's infuriating is, well, what's infuriating is the amount of women that are calling abortion murder what's even more infuriating no I don't know if I can say more or less just the fact that there's so many white privileged old men who've never had a baby 
can never have a baby, frankly, if we're speaking to the patriarchy, have probably never even raised their own babies the way a mother has. And I'm not trying to generalize. I'm just being frank. Like we all know who who bears the burden when a child is here. It is no surprise who bears the burden on her physical body. There's no surprise when you're talking about the health risks and complications of pregnancy. It is not something that goes smoothly. Miscarriage happens to one in four pregnancies. There are ectopic pregnancies where the woman's life becomes endangered if they don't, if medical providers aren't able to step in and remove the egg from the fallopian tube. Um, there's more. I'm not a, obviously a medical provider, and there's more health complications that can arise in pregnancy for the mother and for the baby. And there's a ton of testing that is done so that we are keeping mom and baby both healthy. And when one turns, so when the mother's health turns or the baby's life turns or becomes at risk, there are options to save the mother, um, save the baby. And sometimes it doesn't work that you can save both. And the law has made it so that the mother has reasonably more rights. Excuse me. So if she is in danger of health, there are medical procedures that can remove the ball of cells because typically this happens in the first trimester. I feel like I'm spilling a lot of information here, but like not something like 92 plus percent of abortions happen within the first 12 weeks when the baby has no chance of survival on outside the womb. And a lot of times abortions happen when there's a partial miscarriage where the body basically or the embryo basically is not developing properly. So um, it, it basically dies in the in, before it even gets a chance to grow further, and that's the body's defense mechanism, right? It's like keeping only the babies that are going to be growing and thriving um, there, and a miscarriage happens naturally without the woman doing anything. Sometimes that process can occur, so a miscarriage can happen, and again, typically this happens in the first trimester, although it can happen up to 20 weeks, it can really happen anytime. There are some complications that can happen from the body's process of trying to rid, uh, release the pregnancy, release the embryo if it's no longer viable, that can leave the mother in a state um, where she is at risk for hemorrhaging or bleeding out or getting an infection. Um... So I hope I'm being clear here. I see when I think of this issue about abortion, I see all of the edge cases. It's not simply in my eyes from my experience with the women in my life that have gone through abortions that have had them. I know up close and personal how difficult it is to actually go through with that. And so if a woman is deciding that that's right for her and she's making that decision on her own, it is what's best long-term for everybody, including the unborn child. And that's really hard for people to hear. And I understand that there's an ethics code around this. And the way it's spun in certain media platforms makes it sound like, oh, women are just murdering children. And since this law has gone in, you know, 65 million babies have been murdered. And it's just 
flippin' lies. That's not what we're talking about here. There are some instances, yes, where a woman, let's talk about those. A woman is raped by her father, by someone she doesn't know, by a family member, by a friend. It doesn't matter who it is, and becomes pregnant. And that woman or child, unfortunately, might decide that this is an incredibly inappropriate way to bring a child into the world. How can you argue with that, right? Then there could be instances where the woman has, the family has like many kids already and there's an accidental pregnancy that's going to push them over the limit. They might not have space for another baby. They might not have the finances for another baby. They might not have the desire to raise another child. And we're missing part of the, the story here, which is how much flipping work and money and resources And all of this falls on the family and particularly the mother. In the society we're raised in, mothers aren't even given universal maternity leave to recover from birth, to help raise their children. We don't have anything like universal childcare or daycare. And if you look at how much it costs to have a child put them into daycare so that the woman can work and provide for her family, it's astronomical. It's like paying for college. I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but there are so, so, so many reasons. And, you know, I have friends who, um, oh God, this is going to bring me in such a tangent, but I know people that I went to school with who, you know, were switching their birth control or the condom broke and they became pregnant with somebody that they would never, ever, (laughs) um, be in a position to raise a child with at the age they were at or at their financial situation, or maybe they have career aspirations. Maybe, you know, accidents like happen and babies can be conceived and it's not a good environment to raise that baby. I'm not even going to get into the issue of how birth control is so, it should be something that's offered to everyone, first of all. Although I find birth control to be, you know, the birth control pill in particular and the IUDs to cause so many symptoms for women. So let's just put a pin in that. It's not like this easy thing that prevents pregnancy. It's like putting a woman through a lot and it can actually mess with her body. So that's one thing. So then you have to pay for that. You have to have insurance to get that. Um, They've tried to produce a male birth control, but men complained about too many symptoms, which is just hysterical because the amount of symptoms that women put up with through birth control, through child rearing, through pregnancy, postpartum is insane. And we can't say anything about it. But men can say, no, you know what? This birth control pill, there's too many side effects. Oh, we just, we're just not going to take any fucking responsibility for the fact that we're fertile. Men are fertile every single second of every single day. And women are fertile, what, four to five days per month, their ovulation window. And so we're putting all of this on to the woman. We're not supporting her through pregnancy, postpartum, through child care. We're not, women are not paid as much as, as men. So a lot of times they have to be the ones to put their career on hold. Women are the only ones who can nurse their babies should they choose to. And so their lives and bodies get physically altered in this process, and it is ginormous. 
And if you were a man who's sitting on the other side of this saying, oh, abortion is murder. All these babies deserve to live. You need to really look at your relationship to child rearing, to parenthood, and and see if you actually have a realistic understanding of what it takes to bring a child in the world. Because you've never gone through it. And frankly, probably haven't helped out, out as much as your partner has. And so you need to stay the F out of it because you have literally no idea. And I'm really not speaking to the men here. I'm just speaking in general. And I just really wanted to share my opinion on this because I think there needs to be um, more talking about these hard topics. Like these are hard topics and I completely understand that it's conflicting. But if you do not have a uterus, you do not get to have an opinion on this. You get to support the women in your life who have to bury this burden. And right now, as it stands, in the states that have, that have since banned abortion, the, the penalty for getting an abortion is higher than the penalty for raping and impregnating somebody against their will. So forcing them to have a baby against their will and deciding that they don't that they don't want that baby is going to have a higher penalty than a rapist. It's so fucked up. And I truly fully have been feeling the collective pain and suffering and I feel for the women on Friday who had come to an incredibly hard decision, frankly, 92% of them within the first trimester, the first 12 weeks, typically even before then, deciding that they could not handle this type of um, change of bringing a baby into the world or maybe bringing another baby into the world or maybe bringing a baby who is not going to be raised in a loving environment or a safe environment or have a father who is even in the picture at all that walked into a clinic on Friday and were turned away. Or the woman who had an ectopic pregnancy and had to sit in the hospital for hours while her medical team talked to lawyers on Friday because this was overturned and all of a sudden their license is at stake. This life-saving procedure for women is causing literal, literal death of women. Like, like it's, not, it's not just this casual little thing it's like a big fucking deal and women are gonna die because of this overturning and I live in a state where abortion is still going to be legal but there are 26 plus other states other people that just happen to live in a state these arbitrary lines that we draw in the sand that all of a sudden mean something who now have no rights to choose if they have to be forced to have a baby or not Okay, so that's how I feel. I probably didn't speak to that as eloquently as I would like to, but I'm, I'm frankly still very fired up and hurt. And I'm hurting for the collective, the women that are struggling right now. And this affects me and my future, right? So I live in a state now that says that abortion is going to be legal, um, legal and potentially life-saving for me if I decide to have a baby and something goes wrong. It's already dangerous enough to give birth in this country. We have the highest infant mortality rate of any developed country. And there are certain states that have the highest infant and child death rates over, over like 
anyone, over like developing countries. It's insane. The lack of support, the lack of care that we're given as women raising children in this country, it's already so unsafe. And so for life-saving procedures to save the mother and sometimes cost that mother the baby, which by the way, is pretty fucking devastating. Do you know how many people get pregnant and want to be pregnant and then they miscarry? It's devastating. And then to have health complications on top of that, and then for you to tell her that her life doesn't really matter and we're not going to do anything to help you, depending on what state you are. And then your counter argument to it is, oh, well, if you don't like it, you should just go vote. You should just go vote at the next election and, and, and work to elect people that will reverse this. How is that ethical? It's inhumane. It's despicable. And I'm so deeply upset that this has happened. And I'm going to do everything in my power to continue talking and pushing against this, to continue supporting women who have to make a horrible choice sometimes to save their lives. Because that is a God that I shouldn't say God, that is a that is a given right. That is a human right. And it's really terrifying that we have men and women who are claiming that this is some victory for women, for for the planet or something, because somehow their God or their religion or their morals, they get to push on the collective. And that's just not how it should ever work. Because if you are against, morally against something, that is up to you to decide what you do. And it is up to every woman on her own to decide what's right for her. So I'm feeling really fired up. So I'm going to just take a couple deep breaths here. If you'd like to join me, please do. I refuse to let this go lightly. This is a huge deal. And I appreciate you listening, even if my perspective on this does not align with yours. I appreciate that you've made it this far in the podcast. It shows that you're trying to be open-minded. And, you know, I'm trying to be as well. And it's hard. And I haven't handled this these types of discussions that I've had with people who disagree with me perfectly. And I just want to point out that it's really hard. And I hear you. And I have failed at it. Many times I'll continue to fail and all we can do is try our best to understand each other. I hope if this really resonates, you're feeling um, validated and the emotions that you might be feeling. I hope if you're someone who has had a miscarriage, you feel loved and seen that your choice was absolutely right for you, even though it might be devastating and that your life is valuable. If something happens to you and you are at risk, your life is valuable and it's not less important than a cluster of cells that on its own can't do anything without you. And no, the answer is not, we could just have these kids adopted. That is not the answer. Talk to anyone who's been through the foster care system in this country or any country and ask them if that was really ideal. Is that really ideal to have all these children being born without parents who can care for them and then sent off to orphanages for years, hoping to be potentially adopted by some family? And who knows who that family is and what, what way they'll treat those children? The best scenario for children being raised is into a family that wants, loves, and will support them through their entire lives and has the capacity to do so. Thank you for listening to this.
please reach out if you have any questions or need to vent. And if you live in a state that is not legal for you to get the rights that you deserve to keep you keep you alive, should you get pregnant and something go wrong, or should you get pregnant and not want to want this pregnancy, please reach out. I will do everything in my power to help you, to get you to a state that is safe, to get you to Colorado, and get you the health care that you deserve, that you're entitled to as a human being on this planet, in this country. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>